everyone, welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my right is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Well on, Dave. Well <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, quite good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I've managed to uh, have my ill week in yes. between podcasts. Any keen listeners last week probably noticed me falling off a cliff uh, in vocal stamina. Yeah, normally, uh, now. normally when you're ill, you sound like deep and sexy and you really do. So. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, right, so championship review show, Dave. Obviously, we're down to the Super Bowl finalists. Yep. We know um, who's going to be in the Super Bowl we now. We know. We know. Um, excited? Do you know? Yeah, we know. Oh, yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, but Congratulations to Green Bay. No, hang on. Uh, yeah, let's go through the two games then. That's yeah. our point of today. Uh, we're going to start with the first one, which was the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Those pesky Chiefs. Mm. Great game, though. Great game. I'm going to spoil the final score. It was 35-24. to 24. Who to? Oh, that's, that's really would spoil it. Mm. No, it was the Chiefs. It was Chiefs. Okay. Unless you lived under the rock, you wouldn't know this. Mm. Okay. Let's go through the drives then, shall we? It started off with Casey deferring to the second half. And the Titans pick up the ball. They have a 37-yard 30, pass to AJ Brown. A 12-yard pass to Corey Davis. So that's looking a little bit different from what we were expecting, which is going to be Derek Henry every single play. They actually did like throwing it a few times. and In, in the end, it stalled on incomplete passes. And uh, they settled for a field goal. So 3-0 to Tennessee. Then KC get the ball. And a bit like last week against the Texans, they don't score anything on the first drive. So it's a three and out. And that only takes up one minute 30. And then, of course, you give it back to the Titans, exactly what the Titans want. They have a nine-play drive, 58 yards, took four minutes off the clock. Tannehill has an interception in reverse after review. Uh, Bashar Breland thought he caught it, but it hit the ground. They then convert a fourth and two, which is great for motivation. And Derek Henry runs in the touchdown to make it 10 nothing to the Titans. And at this point, maybe a few of the doubters are thinking, well, hang on, this is exactly the game plan that Tennessee wanted. You're shaking your head already, Dave. I'm not having it. They were 24 nil down the week before. The well, yeah, were, but the fact they were 10 points down means nothing in this, this game. This is a proper defense <clears throat> they're going up against here. Yeah, all right. It's like, you, you doubting the Titans' defense now? Yeah, they only put 35 on them this week. Yeah. How much did they hold the the Ravens to, hmm? and the Patriots? Stop disrespecting those Keep Titans. Crossing over. All right. Okay. So of course they're 10 nil, 10 nil down. Chiefs get the ball back. They then go on a 10 play, 74 yard drive. Mahomes converts a fourth and two back. Uh, that time to Travis Kelsey, and it was Tyreek Hill with the touchdown catch. Kind of a reverse jet sweep type thing, just too quick for the defenders, and ran it into the corner. So 10-7, excellent. What can Tennessee do? Well, they can score a touchdown as well. 15 yard, fifteen plays, 75 yards, took nine minutes off the clock. Kansas City had them at third and 22. They only managed a 10-yard pass, but then a defensive pass interference call uh, gave the Titans a first down. Uh, and then they topped it off with a trick play where offensive tackle Dennis Kelly caught the ball after doing the initial block at the goal line. That was quite nice to see. Kelly getting his second offensive touchdown of this season? I think yeah. he is. What was interesting is they called him an active receiver two plays before. Yeah. So it was obviously something that they planned. So they called it. So anyone who doesn't know, you, you can't just throw the ball to anyone. No. You have to call someone as an eligible receiver. Um, and it normally only lasts for one or two plays I think it is I can't remember how long it lasts for and they called him as uh, a um, eligible receiver a couple of plays before so it was obviously something they planned for and not just a, something on the whim 
Well, the reason for that is because the offensive line are treated differently to the yep. receivers and tight ends and running backs, and how you can tackle them is different. Yeah, how you can it's the same as, on the same as a wide receiver. If a wide receiver is on the line, yeah. you can tackle them like they are a wide rec- like they're a lineman. Yeah, as soon as they step off the line, they then become eligible receivers, and you can't hit them because that's when you get pass interference. Exactly. So that's why if you make one of those tackles an eligible receiver, yeah, they also give up some of their you know clout as a as a blocker. Yeah. So yeah, it all worked, and uh, they're seventeen to seven up, looking good, ten point lead taking time off the clock. But that was a, as good as it got, really, for Tennessee. The next play for Kansas City was a touchdown. There was a 20-yard Tyreek catch to make it 17-14. Only five plays, 63 yards. Then, of course, you get the stop from the, the Chiefs for the first time. So there's a punt. only after It's a three and out. Uh, they ran Henry first and second down for a one-yard total. Then there was a six-yard pass to Deion Lewis, but that wasn't enough, obviously, for the first down. And they don't decide to uh, go for it on fourth down, so... Give the ball over to Kansas City. They have a nine-play drive, 86 yards. Only takes one minute 40 off the clock. There was a second and 10 at the Tennessee 27-yard line. Patrick Mahomes looks around. Everyone's in man coverage. Everyone's tied up. He runs it to the left. Out <laughs> out gets uh, two of the defenders. Then decides to go up the sideline. Then cuts back in again. Gets it in for a touchdown on his own, own steam. Um, they're already referring it to it as the run, Dave. I don't know. It was a great, great move. It's not an all-time play because it was just a scramble. But it won't be an all-time play because it's not in the Super Bowl. We always remember the Super Bowl ones. The divisional ones tend to um, go under the radar unless you know one team is saying that it was pass interference when it wasn't. Let's gloss over. That. <laughs> He's going to have enough years to put more highlight reel stuff yeah, on there, yeah, so this, sure. this isn't going to count. But uh, yeah, great, great play there by Mahomes. And what can you do? You know, the Tennessee Titans obviously were trying to cover everyone off. They were double teaming Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, but you you can't just rush three and expect uh, expect Patrick Mahomes to not get out of the pocket. So there we go. It's twenty one to seventeen now for the Chiefs. They finally taken the lead for the first time in the game, uh, and that's just before half time. Tennessee have to do the indignity thing of uh, of kneeling on it for one yard uh, just to get themselves to the half, and of course. The Chiefs get the ball to start the second half, so that was obviously a bit of a double whammy. Um, good news, though, for the, the Titans was that they were able to stop the Chiefs. Uh, it was a 10-play drive. There were three incompletions around midfield. The first was pressure, and uh, Darwin Thompson didn't turn around quick enough to catch the ball as Mahomes tried to get rid of it quickly. And so, yeah, they end up punting it as well. Goes back to Tennessee. They have a six-play drive. Uh, they had a first and five after a penalty. Henry ran four yards, then was held up for no game on the... Go, no gain on the next two plays so they had to punt it uh, so it's just getting really kind of sloppy now for the Titans they just don't look like they're going to score again well it's still 21 to 17 so they're, they're in striking distance the whole time but I don't know about you though I just didn't really feel like they were going to score again no that the Chiefs had figured them out they were stopping Henry uh, forcing Tannehill to throw and there were just too many drops from the, the Titans receivers a lot of what we see in uh, in the playoffs especially is momentum and it's the team who carries on and continues their momentum that um, normally sees it out and again at no point really did we ever feel that the Titans were going to really carry on troubling the scoreboard throughout the second half it was almost like they came out with a game plan they started throwing it they had success throwing it and they didn't really have huge amounts of success on the ground um, Kansas adjusted to that plan and before you knew it 
they weren't able to get any success on the ground or in the air. Yeah. And it was just that that thing of seeing top sportsmen. I mean, we see it in all sports. You see it in tennis, you see it in boxing, you see it everything. The good, the greats adjust their game plan and basically adapt to whatever you're throwing at them. Mm. Yeah, they definitely took away Derek Henry as a weapon. By the second half, he was... I don't think Henry was a weapon in the first half all that much, <sighs> to be honest. They did use him quite effectively on the first couple they of did. times. They did. I mean, he was never not he was never not going to be used. Mm. And he was never not going to be effective. But not to the level that we've seen him in every other recent game that we've seen. It was kind of a yeah an outlier, those other games, though, because you can't keep that No, I agree. Up. And I've said this to you a hundred times, you can't. Yeah. But they, they controlled how much... Uh, he was able to be used. Yeah. If we carry on with the game, then we're in the second half. So it's 28 to 17 after Damien Williams uh, scores a three-yard touchdown run. So again, they're not just throwing the ball in. Damien Williams is getting involved now. The same way he did against the Texans where, yeah, they scored a few, but now Damien Williams is is hurting them on the ground. Uh, It then goes to a punt for Tennessee. Tannehill takes an eight-yard sack on third and seven to end the drive quickly. Uh, That's also Henry's last touch of the game was for minus two yards with 14 minutes and 10 seconds remaining. And he didn't run it again. Didn't, they, touch, didn't touch the ball again. Wasn't thrown to, didn't run it. Yeah, he couldn't really... I mean, Derek Henry's not someone you're going to throw the ball to, really. No. Um, and they couldn't really run it because they needed to control the clock. They were a two-score game they, at that yeah, point. Yeah, they had, they had to throw the ball. Which is exactly where Kansas City wants them. Yep. So, of course, they score another touchdown to Kansas City. A seven-play, 88-yard drive, took another four and a half minutes off the clock. Um, there was a third and six at the Kansas City 40. Mahomes moves out to the right a little bit, shimmies a bit, and then launches it down to Sammy Watkins for a 60-yard touchdown uh, catch and run. Tennessee get a touchdown for at last in the second half. Uh, Eight-play, 80-yard drive. Um, Kansas City decide not to spy a fake punt at the Tennessee 22, apparently, by Amani Hooker, which is a bit weird. Uh, and then Anthony Ferkser rounded off that drive with the 22-yard touchdown catch. Nice for Anthony Ferkser. Uh, he's kind of the forgotten tight end in Tennessee after Johnny Smith's had some some good games recently. Then, But it's 35-24. to 24. So we've got a five-play drive. It's a third and ten. Mahomes airs it out to Hardman for 40 yards and Tremaine Block commits a defensive pass interference. This is one of those games where you get cut. <laughs> Tremaine, Tremaine Block had a, a terrible game. Uh... A terrible game. There's a reason he got cut by the Broncos last year. <laughs> you talk about Bradley Roby for the Texans. They're kind of yeah. lining themselves up against Kansas City, aren't they? To well, last, last year, our three main um, backs, other than Chris Harris Jr., were um, Tremaine Brock, uh, Sewer Cravens, and uh, Bradley Roby. Yeah. Roby, his contract was too big. Sewer Cravens isn't in the league anymore, and Tremaine Brock got torched against the uh, Chiefs. <laughs> so there's a reason we got rid of them all. He's not on his own about getting torched by no, the no, Chiefs. No. Then the, it's the last uh, last drive then for the the Titans. There's a fourth and six at the Tennessee 35 yard line. Frank Clark manages to get to Tannehill for the game winning sack, and uh, yeah, and it's just a couple of kneel downs and the end of the game. 35 24, Kansas City get the Lamar Hunt Trophy, named after you know, Lamar Clark Hunt. Hunt's dad. Yes, <laughs> who basically named the Super Bowl, and and yeah, I'm really happy for the the Chiefs, obviously. As a, a homosexual, yeah, it it felt like it was the right team to go through to represent the AFC, Dave. I don't know about you, but obviously, you, you know, we both support AFC teams, yeah. And I would prefer to see the Chiefs represent us in the Super Bowl than the Titans, as much as I respect the Titans. Um, I would have, I like an underdog story. I'm That's not going to lie. It's fine to get there. 
I'm, I, I, I like an underdog story. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm not going to be happy the Chiefs got through to the Super Bowl just because they're in the same division as us. Oh, that, um, yeah, that's right. And I would prefer almost any other team in the AFC, including <laughs> the Patriots, <laughs> other than anyone in the AFC West. Right. In all honesty, that's just that's, the way it is. That's how it should be to an yeah. extent. But we have got the better team representing the AFC. Uh, the best team in the AFC is currently... Uh, we've got the two best teams, yes. really. Yes, we do. We have um, a dream Super Bowl, mate, as far as I'm concerned. isn't always the case. Um, oh, no. But, now there's a couple of headline stats in this, really, that um, the Texan uh, Titans really didn't complete enough third downs. It was only 30%, 33% um, completion of third downs. Yep. Um, they did complete two of three fourth downs, though. Which yes. um, I think is pushed more because they had to rather than them trying to be effective. Mm-hmm. Um, number of penalties: eighty-five yards in penalties on eight penalties. Yeah, I mean, but there was sixty-one is... for the the Chiefs. It wasn't as they would get away with it. And no, no, no. I'm not saying it's good for either of them. I mean, mm. sixty-one yards is still terrible, especially in a divisional game. But a lot of that was Chris Jones coming back on his first game. It was there were no offensive penalties, if you notice, for the but, Chiefs. It was all on defense. But either way, 61 yards and 85 yards, that is too much. It's far too much. I mean, one of the big successes and one of the things that's overlooked massively about the Patriots is there are no, you get very rarely get penalties. Um, and it's well, something that... Well, it helps if you know the ref. Well, it is also that. I mean, it also helps if you've got massive amounts of practice videotape on the opposition Ooh. as well. Um, but yeah, Can't I mean, it, it was a game, because a lot of the time you see games where the stats are... The stats don't tell the full story. This one, it, they kind of just do. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel as though the I didn't really feel as though the Chiefs were ever in ever in doubt of losing it. They kind of even when they were behind, you kind of okay, they they're gonna come back. Mm. Um, the route running was superb. I mean, just constantly, and it does it didn't matter where Mahomes, Mahomes can kind of just launch it because he's got a massive arm. Yeah, he can just launch it upfield, and the guys are quick enough to get to it. So he doesn't have to be accurate at the field. And one thing with Rodgers... You know, I know. <laughs> well, how much of that is his receivers making him look more accurate? Is short, right, range, whatever. short range, very, very accurate. I can't convince you otherwise, obviously. Well, it's not, it's not necessarily you have to convince me. There's no evidence to convince that's the case. He throws one up there, and his guys who can do 100 metres in 10 seconds get to it. Well, it's not really that much of a shock. No. Um, but, I mean, the array of riches that they've got by receiver is embarrassing um i mean Mikko hartman uh, on pump return is uh quite something yeah um let's hope that's something of the past um, <laughs> spoiler coming up in the news later on but no it was an impressive performance by the chiefs if you think about it they wouldn't have taken Mikko hartman if it weren't for tyree kill breaking his, his breaking his child's arm well allegedly, no, allegedly mate. allegedly There's... although he was caught on videotape saying i'll break the <laughs> his arm allegedly <laughs> allegedly that's, that's, I could say I'm going to kill you, Dave. It doesn't mean I'm going to kill you, does it? No, no, no. But if you said I had killed you, and, and, <laughs> and you I, are dead, and yeah. I am dead. I mean, let's be honest. He said I broke not get, his arm. Let's not get into this. All and right? his We're, kid let, had a broken arm. Let's so. not get into this potential lawsuit. All right, I'm no. not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'll take him on. I'm no I'm <laughs> innocent until proven guilty. Uh-huh. What I think here. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the game. There were some sacks going on. We didn't really talk about. So there were two for Tano Capasanon. The Chiefs, one for Frank Clark, we did mention. On the Tennessee side, Kamale Correa got a sack. Drill Casey and Daquan Jones combined for a half sack each. 
And Andy Reid's going back to the Super Bowl for the first time since 2004 with the Eagles, where they lost to the Patriots. Yep. Uh, it's now got a quarterback that's going to get him there, though, and actually potentially get him over the hump. Uh, yes. I mean, there's there's no doubt that the star of uh, Kansas is the quarterback, unlike yeah. the team that they're going to be coming up against. Ooh. Well, their star isn't the quarterback. Well, they have several others ahead of them. Yeah. Um, I think one going back to the, uh, I don't know if you mentioned about how many yards were lost on the sacks. Um, so the Titans were sacked three times and lost a total of 27 yards. And those yeah. were key sacks as well. They weren't just sacks on first down where you try and come over it. These were second and third down sacks. Um, yeah, Mahomes lost two yards on two sacks. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of tells you everything. And one of those was disputable because it was kind of outside the box as well, but it is what it is. Yeah, Mahomes ended with 294 passing yards, three touchdowns passing, no interceptions, uh, QBR of 97.5, a rating of 120, and of course the one rushing touchdown as well. Yep. He was the leading rusher. For I the... mean, that rushing touchdown was legit like Hall of Fame. If anything's going to come out of this game as the major highlight, it's going to be him, what was it, rushing 30-something yards for the touchdown, beat three or four tackles. Yeah, that's what uh, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was ridiculously good. But that's going to be the highlight. Yes, I believe so. And also that, that bomb to Sammy Watkins yeah. as well was pretty good. To Ryan Tannehill on the other side, he didn't throw any interceptions, which has kind of been his calling card. He's come into the Titans. He improved them, I think, from Mariota. The, the the ratings he were given out was, was top of the class. He ended up with 209 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, a QBR of 74, a rating overall of 108. And he did run for 11 yards on scrambles uh, three times. If we talk about Derek Henry, though, because obviously he was the, the focal point of the Titans, he had 19 carries for 69 yards, one touchdown, and he had minus eight passing yards on two catches. But he only had seven yards in the second half. Now, I know that they were just behind, but they were only behind by four points going into halftime. I mean, is that a lack of bottle by moving away from your game plan? Because they seem to completely move away from their game plan on both sides of the ball. They only rushed three in defense for some reason. Yeah. Trying to double cover Mahomes' two favorite players. We Well, and then the problem is if you cover Hardman, you cover Kelsey, you cover Hill, there's still Sammy Watkins. So Yeah. And then Damian Williams is always a, was also yeah, a receiver. Catch you, the back you can't, so you have to cover deep, um, which meant that Kansas could just run the ball. I mm. mean, how many times? I said it before. Kansas almost look as though they're embarrassed to run the ball. It's kind of like we don't want it. We, we just <laughs> well, want to pass wants it. To throw it. Is, yeah, this, this is, is our why game. He's a better quarterback because he's always looking downfield rather than yeah. tuck the ball and run. But it it did surprise me how little they were going to Henry. He didn't look yeah. injured, but he did. There weren't. Never mind. Not enough yards. There weren't enough attempts. It should have consistently yeah. been going to him. But again, they were stopping him. So the kind yeah. of first down they give it to him, he'd get for what one yard, and then he'd give up and go. Well, hang on, you're not you're not doing it. Yeah. That was the kind of what I noticed on the sideline was that Harry Henry just didn't look interested, to be honest, or he was tired, well, or I don't know what's happening there. But it wasn't the same kind of. Whatever he's talking about in the locker rooms wasn't being translated onto the field. Well, Cal, uh, Cal Shanahan did an interview. Cal Shanahan is sort of the offensive mastermind at the moment. Yeah. Um, he's very much in fashion in terms of being in the league. Been for a he while. did uh, an interview with uh, someone from Pro Football Talk. Mm-hmm. And one thing he said is on first down, if you run it on first down, you want four yards. 
as a minimum. Yeah. If you're getting one yard, or in oft, often with Derek Henry, he was getting minus a yard. Yeah. You're all of a sudden you're second and ten or second and thirteen. So you're then going. I don't want to run it again because if I run it again, I'm then another third down, and mm-hmm. third down is a dangerous position to be in. You can't. You almost can't run it unless it's third and short. You can't run really on a third and long. You just can't. Yeah. So then you have to throw it. So that maybe was what the the lack of success they were getting on first down was the reason why they were not running him as much. Um, mm. I mean, if we looked against the Patriots, every time, every first down, Derek Henry was getting eight or nine yards consistently. Mm-hmm. Then you go in second down, just run it again. And it becomes easy. Because you're getting so big, huge chunks on first down, second down, run it again. Doesn't matter if you don't get it, we can run it a third I time. I feel like we're talking about the second game already. But <laughs> well, it, yeah, well, yeah, no, it's very, More very much the same things, yeah. But that's what's happened in a lot of previous Titans games. And because yeah. of the unique build of Derek Henry, you can keep running him. This time they couldn't do that and they had to do something different and they didn't have an ulterior game plan. No. Corey Davis ended up with the leading receiver for the Titans. Uh, five catches for 65 yards. AJ Brown had 51 yards on three catches. Jonathan Smith, 38 yards on three catches. And just got less and less as we go down. Yeah. On the other side, Sammy Watkins with that big big catch for 60 yards. He ended up with 114 yards on seven carries. Sorry, seven catches. Uh, Tyreek had 67 yards receiving. Damien Williams. I think we need to talk about Damien a little bit because everyone's talking about Derek Henry before the game no one's mentioning or everyone's kind of always talking about the receiving core for the Kansas City Chiefs no one ever talks about Damian Williams as a very good well, running that's, back it's not true they do. he is a, well no they do well, he does He does get this props. is some of them they were denigrating the running back position for the Chiefs quite rightly a lot of the time because if you look at the amount of running yards he's got throughout the season a lot of them he's have been, been injured a lot well, n- not necessarily him. I mean, in terms of the running position, they get touchdowns mm. where they run it in from two or three yards. Yeah. But most of the yards that they get are little screen passes. Yeah, but you need to be able to catch the ball, and he does catch the ball very well. Absolutely. He's got very good hands. Yeah. I mean, he was the third leading receiver. He had five catches, 44 yards. Um, he had the running touchdown, 45 yards on the ground. So, another good, good play by Damon. He's going to have to play well again in the Super Bowl. But I think there's someone that you can rely on. But I think it, this team is almost built to... It's very much built for a a running back to thrive in. Because if you go mm. back and look at Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, again, receiving running back, um, had a field day in many, many games. I mean, but if you look at Damian Williams, he's not a running back in the traditional sense. He's kind of a, a hybrid Tariq Cohen kind of running back. or um, But tall. Theoretic. Yeah. Theoretically, yeah. is, is statistically the best receiving um, receiving back in the league in modern history. He's got 14 touchdowns or something like that. And that's what Damian Williams is. He got 45 yards in this game or something? Yeah, on each I mean, side, on receiving and then 45 on rushing. Yeah, so. but I'm talking just rushing. He's not your legit normal rushing back. Um, but at the same time, Leonard Fournette would not exist in this offense. <laughs> so there's no right answer. There's no right or wrong. And I think he, he compliments there. No, absolutely he does. He's another receiver, basically. But he's not your legit running back. No, he's not a run-up the gut type. No, 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 absolutely not. But he's also not going to get you lots and lots and lots of yards um, no. on the ground. He, he's there purely because of his ability um, to catch the ball as much as anything. 
one last bit of news yep. out of this game was that Dean Pease, the defensive coordinator for the Titans, has retired. Uh, doesn't want to work with... Uh, well, <laughs> doesn't want to be replaced by an expatriate, maybe? No, probably. Uh, yeah, it's been a very good career for Dean Pease. He retired once before Mike Vrabel called him out of retirement to come and help him as he just taken over from the Titans. And he's done very well with that team. They've got a very solid defensive unit. I know that you come against a buzzsaw like Kansas City, you're going to give up points. There's, there's no it doubt. It was the wrong, wrong game plan. He wasn't helped by the offense going out yeah. and not scoring enough. Yeah. you can. Only, I mean, we've said it a million times. You can only have a strong offense if you've got a strong defense. Um, and there's been numerous occasions this season when the team has really relied on them. When Broncos played the Titans, um, Broncos won 15 or 16 nil. Mm-hmm. And it was insanely difficult for us to get any points on the board. But I think it was Mariota's last game. That was the end of the line for Mariota, really. Yeah. And um, the defense stopped it being a 40 or 50 nil, to be perfectly honest, because our offense spent so much time on the field. I mean, their defense was constantly on the field and they only conceded 15 points mm. because as soon as their offense came out, three nil. That was it. And I mean, there was one point I can't remember what the exact stat is, but they punted from third and sixty or something stupid like that. Because there was one point where Mariota ran back, um, yeah, and they I think he got sacked, but he, he threw it for intentional grounding, um, and we so took a penalty on it. Yeah, as well. took a massive penalty, and it, I can remember we, that play actually. Yeah, he scrambled left and then right, and, he and tried then left right and then going. all the way back. Yeah. yeah, and he got sacked by Malik, Hook, uh, not Malik Hooker, Malik Collins. No, Broncos. I can't remember what his name is. Um, but yeah. you tell me, mate. You're talking about a Broncos player. I can't remember what his name is. Malik Reed. There we go. He was the. Oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was the replacement for um, Bradley Chubb. So. Right. But no, he. They very much relied on um, their defense throughout all of the season, more or less, and um, it's a good job for any defensive coordinator who gets it. Depending on who they lose, because yeah. they've got quite a few free agents. They always pick up like their first round pick is almost always a defensive player as well. Yes. So, since Mario, to continue. Since Mario, yeah, since Mario, so five years basically of defensive first round picks. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, is is Vrabel a, a offensive or defensive coach? Defensive. He was a linebacker for the Patriots. Okay, so chances are the next one's going to be defensive as well. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, that makes sense. Player of the game, Dave. Who are we going for? Uh, Mahomes. You can't not look past my. You just can't look past Mahomes. No, you can't. No. Let so him, we won't let him rush in. Let him pass in. Was he was the game manager? Yeah. Can you imagine more. what would happen if he wasn't injured this season? Uh, MVP. I mean, Lamar had a great season. Yeah. There's nothing against Lamar's regular season record. But I, the thing is, early on in the season, he wasn't dynamic. He wasn't as dynamic as he'd been in the previous year. Um, but. It's nice to see the curse of um, the Madden cover being lifted as well, because mm-hmm. statistically, anyone who is on the cover of Madden has a terrible season for one year or one reason or another. Yeah, um, Antonio Brown. Let's let's just he's having two years worth of bad yeah, luck. Isn't leave, he? leave that there. Um, Brady got to the Super Bowl, didn't he? He was on sixteen. No, he was on seventeen. He was cover. on seventeen. Yeah, did they they won it that year? Didn't they? No, was the they got to the Super Bowl and lost against the Eagles. That was the Eagles one. Okay. Yeah. In between um, bloody Super Bowl wins. Yeah, I know. What a shite. <laughs> yeah. No, it was nice also to see um, Jason Kelsey 
at the stadium wearing a, a Chiefs jersey as well because he's obviously he Travis Kelsey's brother. Yes, um, and he's, he's already, already got a Super Bowl. He's already got a Super Bowl win. So yeah. that was that was quite nice. They invited him on the field afterwards, which I thought mm. was a nice little touch. But have, have we seen Tom Brady this week? Do we know where he is? Uh, no idea. He's not bought, in not in New England, is he? No, he, I saw a piece of news. He's selling his house. Apparently, that's yeah. news. That's news. Apparently, he watched the Conor McGregor fight, didn't he? He went I down no to not watching, Vegas. I'm not watching a Conor McGregor fight. It only took 40 seconds, Dave. Oh, I can take much time out of your day. Um, did he win? I'm assuming he won. <laughs> yeah, he won in 40 seconds. Yeah, right. was the guy who was fighting any good? Donald Cerrone, the cowboy. Dallas Cowboy, or just well, that's his nickname is the Cowboy. Oh, okay. I know nothing about him. You have a go at me for talking about boxing. I'm talking this about isn't boxing, it's MMA, UFC. <laughs> Rubbish. This is this is wriggling on the floor. Mm. Although he did, oh god, I'm going to talk about MMA. He kind of shoulder charged him a couple of times and broke his nose within a few seconds. Mm. <laughs> I have to sit through so so many <laughs> boxing analogies from you. So many. Do you know why? Because <sighs> boxing's interesting. Do they have roundhouse kicks to the face? Because that's what happened in this fight. Do. Yes, Jim. Yes, they do. They do? Yeah, well, I'm watching boxing from now on. Absolutely, they do. <laughs> right. So Tom Brady, watched, he was in Vegas, yep. talking to uh, Mark Davis. So starting for the Raiders next uh, next year. Oh, could you Oh, that, I'd love that. <laughs> that would never happen in the month of Sundays. Oh, I'd love that. He's not fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the spirit of Al Davis. Yeah. Going, oh. I wonder what his 40 time would be now. Count it 40. in minutes. <laughs> 40 for 40. Yeah. Before we do the second game, Dave, yeah. you've got a, a secret feature. I have. You haven't talked. I have no idea what this no, is. No, no. Do you want to do it now or do you want to do it after do the second game? I don't mind. Game? It's up to you. Let's do it now all and right. then we'll talk about the second game, all right? So, basically, earlier on this season, right. we did two podcasts, a look ahead to the AFC and a look ahead to the NFC. And both yeah. of us went through and predicted who was going to finish where. So I went back earlier this oh, week Jesus. and listened to both podcasts. Yeah. And I put in where we thought each team was going to finish and looked at where they actually finished. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we've done all right. You can rest that we've done all right. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do all this research just to no, blast no, no, me. No, 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 no. One of us has done better than the other one. Let's not just oh. But I'm going to give you bonus points and it means we're around about level. Okay. So we've done all right. I predicted the, like, the scores halfway through the season for every team. Like their their win percentage. Uh, I'm, you weren't in that. I've one. done it at the beginning of the season. Fair enough. I was probably in. Seattle you went back to the point. beginning of the season for this, then. Yeah, all the way to the beginning of the season. So before a ball had been kicked, before a ball had been kicked or anything or like thrown, that. Or... So just out of interest, so mm-hmm. there's 32 teams we're picking. Yeah. Now automatically, if you pick one team incorrectly in in the division, you by proxy you've got another one incorrect because yeah. you know that's just maths. Mm. Um, there's 32 teams. How many do you do you think is good to get? Like, if you pick someone you, who's finished second and they've actually finished first, you don't get a point. If you could get 50%, yeah. I think you've done pretty well. Okay. So, I'm going to go through division by division. So I've AFC, set my bar low. Yeah, <laughs> or not. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Get, let's not get too carried Come away. Come on. AFC North. So, um, yeah. you predicted the Steelers to win the AFC North. Could have done if Rosberg went down in the they week Could two. have done, but they didn't. No. I got all four. So, oh. I predicted... Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, which is how yeah, it finished. Yeah. You got two because Steelers, Bang. Ravens. You had yeah. them the other way around. Yeah, I had uh, Browns, Bengals, didn't I? Uh, you had Browns, Bengals, third and fourth, yeah. yeah. So you got okay, two. Okay, right, good. AFC South, oh, one thing that should be mentioned there is that um, we both predicted how we thought the Browns were going to get on. Um, yeah. I said they finished 5-11. and 11. You said around about 10-6. and six. 
actually won six games, so I was close from that. Just, just, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. You did. Say, I, I also did say if the Steelers don't make it to the playoffs for two years running, then Tomlin should be fired. <laughs> Do I you still re- think that? Retract that statement <laughs> because of what's happened this yeah. season. Um, no one could have seen that coming. Now, AFC South, you, I've so I had to go through your comments on this and sort of decipher who you would have picked because you didn't actually pick for these ones. Right, okay. But you slagged off the Titans and you slagged what? off my sneaky pick because I said this Titans would be sneaky and you went, yeah, but they won't be that good and they won't get near the playoffs. That's because Mariota was starting. No, I agree. They were going that way before they switched. Okay. So I was half right. I was right on the at the time. You were right, apart from the sense that you were wrong. No, I'm wrong now. <laughs> I was so right then. You got the Texans. So <laughs> yeah. this, this, this finished. Texans, Titans, Colts, Jags. I said the Colts had won it. You said the Texans. You also got the Jags to finish bottom as well, so you got that right. Ching. I thought the Texans would finish bottom. <laughs> I know. What a, what a fraud. What happened there, Dave? Yep. Yeah. Um, one also. So I'm going to give you a bonus point for this as well. Right. You did say DJ Chalk was going to be a star. Ching! So just, you know, but I did say the Titans are going to be sneaky good as well. So, you know. Um, next well, said one. Nick Foles is going to be great. Next one, AFC East. Yeah, you get a point minus for that. Oh, no. AFC East. So I had, I said the uh, the Jets have got the best quarterback in the division. Yeah. I made a good case for it and I even almost convinced myself. But yeah. you, you did say that Quinn and Williams was a generational talent. Did. And you would you that San Francisco should have chosen him instead of Nick Bosa. Okay. How do you feel about that? Well I wasn't ever saying that Nick Bosa wasn't good, obviously. Just saying. I'm just saying well look, I'm just, just saying, saying alright, that Quinn has had some injury problems this season. Yep. And I, well, I, stand, he, I think if you what look, he's give still him more pl- seasons. He still, right? played, he still played thirteen and a half games. Because I immediately yeah, thought, not, how many not games has he been full game. Yes, there's only one. That's why I said 13 and a half games. Because I looked Ooh. through and he's played a lot of games. Um, yeah, gimpy. Also, you did say that the Bills can't get a win. So just want to. I don't let, like this game anymore. Linger. I don't like this game. <laughs> no, so we, I got two in. I got two. You got one. The two of mine were uh, the Pats winning it. You said mm-hmm. the Jets would win the division, um, and the <laughs> Dolphins. Both it was not like that. Was that was on the. The thought process that Just Brady saying. would get injured. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> AFC West. So, uh, we both had the Chiefs to win it. Yeah. Um, we Standard. both had the Chargers to finish second. Mm. You had the Raiders third. I had the Broncos third. Mm. Broncos actually finished second. Yeah. And I had the Raiders bottom. You had the Broncos bottom. So, gloss over that one. <laughs> uh, AFC North. You got full house. You got... Packers, Vikings, Bears, it's Lions. NFC North, right? NFC yeah. North, yeah. Uh, you got a full house. I got the Vikings and the Packers the wrong way around, so I only got two. Okay. So I picked the Packers to win the division. You picked the Packers to win the division. You got four out of four. Hmm. Um, NFC South, you went. So it actually finished Saints, Falcons, Bucks, Can't Panthers. I believe the Falcons. I can tell you second. know immediately you did not get the Falcons. Well, right. no. So you went Saints. Panthers, Panthers, Bucks, Falcons. You got yeah. two. I also got two because I picked the Falcons to finish second. Ridiculous. Yeah, but come on. And in the pod that was in, you ridiculed me for that. How wrong you were. <laughs> they uh, snuck in that. Yep. There were um, some massive problems on the other two teams there that the scuppered that. NFC East finished Eagles, Cowboys, <laughs> Giants, Redskins. How many do you reckon you got? Uh, three. You got, no, got two. Big, fat, Goose egg. You got oh. nothing. You had the Cowboys, Eagles, Skins, Giants, not the other way around. 
Well, um, I got two because I got the Eagles Cowboys. Right. And this puts us this level well. going into the last division. <laughs> and the last division is the NFC West, which yeah. is the 49ers, the Seahawks, oh, a minute. the Rams, and the Cards. Yeah, something sparkling in my head now. Go now. On. Yeah. <laughs> Jim did say the 49ers are going to be really, really good. Yes. They've picked up Nick Bosa, but they'd be even better if they got Quinn and Williams. Yep. So, Fine. you know. Well, but right. I'm going to give you a bonus point for saying 49ers would be good. Yeah, thank you. We both had the Rams to win the division. Which they've just been to the Super Bowl. They've just been to the Super Bowl. They've got some amazingly good players for now until they ruin their cap. Um, yeah. Second, you had the 49ers. Yes. You don't get a point for that. Well, no. I had the Seahawks. You then had the Seahawks to finish third. I had the 49ers and we both had the cards. So I beat you by one. This is ridiculous. But, so I got 16, you got 15. Yeah. Out of 32, which is good. But I was more right on the, the 49ers I, over the Seahawks, wasn't I? Yes, but you were also equally Two, three. as wrong in terms of uh, <laughs> Not being one, in terms two. of the Falcons. So, and every other team. But it was like, you know what? I wanted to go back and um, have that nice little... We made Super Bowl predictions, didn't we? Yes. Mine was uh, the Ravens and the Saints. Okay. Yes. I can't recall. Who's I'm pretty sure one. mine was Chiefs 49ers. <laughs> oh, are you? I'm pretty sure it I'm was, mate. I'm pretty sure you're full of it. That's what I'm, <laughs> um, I'm yeah. going back and listening to this pod now because I, I know damn well that the 49ers were my dark horse. They were, but you've, you predicted they'd finish second in their division. Doesn't mean they don't go through to the Super Bowl. Well, I'm just saying. If you predicted that you'd get from through to the Super Bowl, <laughs> you'd think you'd predict them to finish first. No, Dave, that's not but how it works. I still think that 15 and 16 out of uh, 32, that's pretty damn good. That's basically halfway, many, right? Yeah, there weren't many gimmies this year. Basically halfway, I mean, it's over a third. Yeah, and there weren't <laughs> many gimmies this year, really. No. Um, I mean, I got bang on 50 I mean, NFC East, you might as well throw it out. Uh well for you because you didn't get any. Right? I, <laughs> just I, throw it out, Dave. Just I got throw half it out. there. Just well, f- f- I tell you on. what, no, as that. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think it's also good that we both got a full house. Um, in the north, so I got all of the AFC North. You got all of the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a, a nice little. Well, thank you for doing that, Dave. That yeah, was a nice little piece for us to look back at and know that we're not complete idiots after all. Not that. complete idiots. <laughs> <laughs> just, You're making a lot of assumptions when you idiots. think about a whole season before anything's happened. Yeah. Um, you know. But to be able to accurately predict half of the teams and where they would finish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that's too bad. No, no, they weren't all just where they were last year and either. So. Just for context, this was before. So we did both of these pods because at the end of. Uh, the first, so the first pod, which I believe was the AFC, yeah. that was done prior to preseason week three, mm-hmm. and the NFC was done prior to preseason week four. Yes, so it wasn't like the week leading up to the the actual season. It, I mean, a lot of teams still hadn't cut all their players. Yeah, exactly. Yet, still still practice rosters. Yeah. So I think that, the, but the couple of good calls, um, the DJ Chalk call, I'll give you props for that. Thank um, you. But you also made a fool of yourself slagging <laughs> off the Falcons. Um, and send the Jets to win the division. You did. That's say, more wishful thinking than anything else. <laughs> I said. The, I said the Falcons would finish second, and I've written this down as a quote. And you said, "Give off." That's you living in 2018, just like your drafting strategy. That's exactly what you said. Can we have a recap on what happened on the drafting off on the 
Um, There's nothing wrong with the draft, right? It's what happened after that that yeah. was the problem. <laughs> but it was. Fantasy football. You, you picking up a wide receiver in the first round was what was wrong with it. Nothing wrong with picking up DeAndre Hopkins, mate. Yeah, right. 38th best receiver in fantasy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Look, anyway, let's move on to the second game, shall we? Yeah. So, <laughs> just done? a, little, a little bit there. That's all good. All right, yeah, all right. Me done. That's done. Make sure you can check out these podcasts as well, guys, if you want to. You know, go back and see how right I was and... Uh, I can tell you, you were less right than I were. Oh, by one, one bloody <laughs> position. Yeah. All right. Let's go on with the second game. That was in Santa Clara. It was the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. Bad omens going into this game. Obviously, the 49ers had smashed the Green Bay Packers earlier in the season. And it kind of happened again. Uh, the final score was 37-20. to 20, Yeah. But it was 27 nothing at half time to the 49ers as uh, Green Bay couldn't stop the run. Literally couldn't stop the run. We're going to go through the, the drives like we did with the first game. We're going to start with the 49ers. They had a, a three and out. Just three runs for Coleman. End up with a fourth and one. They decide to punt it. A uh, little bit weird, as they've been doing okay up to that point. Then, of course, the Packers get it, and they go uh, five and out. They had a fourth and one. They punted it. Then the... 49ers get it, get a touchdown. Six play drive. Uh, two of three pass completions for 42 yards for Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a third and eight at the Green Bay 36. And Raheem Mostert just rushed through untouched for the first touchdown of the game. Yeah, so they started off the 49ers by actually getting Jimmy G to throw the ball. And they were going okay. Like I said, two pass completions, it's not bad. But then they figured out that actually we know we can run on the, the, the Packers. And so let's do it. So they get the touchdown. Then it goes back to the, the Packers. They have a punt after a third and seven. Uh, Rodgers gets sacked by Bosa for minus 13 yards. And then the 48-yard punt is returned 28 yards by uh, Richie James. So great field position there for the Niners. Bad momentum for the Packers. That's the second drive they haven't scored anything on. And it's the five-play drive then for the 49ers. They get a rough in the pass, a penalty on Kenny Clark, put the Niners in field goal range. Kyler Fackrell got Jimmy G for a sack on third and six. Robbie Gould gets a 54-yard field goal to make it 10-0 to the 49ers. Third chance for Aaron Rodgers. It's another punt. Third and six at the Green Bay 29. you got Kawan Williams, gets a sack, fumble on Rodgers. Uh, it's recovered by Green Bay for a punt. Gives it back then to the 49ers, who get a touchdown. A six-play, 37-yard drive. Jimmy G converts the third and one for, with a sneak run. Tevin Coleman's injured on this drive with his sixth carry. And Raheem Mostert runs it in for his second touchdown to make it 17-0. Then it's the fourth chance for Aaron Rodgers. And there's a fumble on this drive. Rodgers and Jones move them 30 yards in five plays. Then he goes and fumbles it. Uh, it's recovered by DeForest Buckner. So quick switch over there. Everything's going wrong for the Packers at this point. There's a field goal then for the 49ers. They had a 52-yard rushing uh, drive for Mostert on this one. There was a third and eight. Jimmy throws it to Kendrick Bourne for six yards. Obviously, doesn't make the first down marker, but it's a 27-yard field goal for Robbie Gould. 20 to nothing. Aaron Rodgers again has three passes, including the first to Lazard for 19 yards. He throws it to Geronimo Allison, but is intercepted by Emmanuel Mosley to start at the Green Bay 30-yard line. That sets up another Raheem Mostert touchdown after three rushes. The last one was an 18-yard rush. It's 27-0. Packers get it back with 45 seconds left in the first half. They go three and out to punt the ball. Um, 
and that's it. Half time, twenty-seven, nothing. Game's over, right? I mean, I've I'm struggling to think of a worse half of football for any team, especially um, in the championship. Can I take you back to when Green Bay first played the San Francisco 49ers? <laughs> so if you take so we're at half time, if you take an aggregate score of the two first halves of football, yes, between the 49ers and Green Bay, mm-hmm. do you know what the aggregate score is? Like fifteen to nothing or something. Fifty nil. Yeah. Fifty nil. How can you how how can you win a game when you're immediately going down with an aggregate score of twenty five nil at half time? It's yeah. ridiculous. This it, whole, yeah, this whole thing was just weak from the start from Green Bay. Yes. I can make a case for every phase of Green Bay's game being off consistently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all the way through. Um, yeah, it is horrific. And the worst bit was the fact that the 49ers could just run the ball. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm struggling to think of a game where I've seen a team run the ball as much as the 49ers did in this game I mean the one thing that's sort of been overlooked is a lot of people slagging off Jimmy G um, first of all let's just say he's unbeaten in playoff history he's got two rings I think yep um, but he I mean he could have taken a knee on every play and run out the clock yeah. and they still would have won yeah. but you didn't need to throw the ball why would you throw the ball no and their offensive line well, their offensive line, first of all, is not five men. Normally, an offensive line is made up of a center, guy who snaps the ball, yep. two guards either side, two tackles either side of him. Mm-hmm. What they have is that, as well as a legit blocker in kit on one side, the yep. other guy, I can't remember what the other guy's, the other Titan's name is, but again, solid blocker, and they've got Kyle Juszczyk. They've got, essentially, an eight-man line. like, And not even an eight-man line. Like Some teams have an eight-man line made up of people who can block as well mm. their offensive line is legit good their tight ends can really block and Kyle Juszczyk is superb he's blocking. the best fullback in football yes Close. he's the you know, come on stop about okay. Janovic right yeah. Janovic no. is legit no. good though you yeah, have but, to admit yeah but it's not the best alright defensively Janovic is better than Juszczyk oh, defensively he's... offensively Juszczyk kicks his ass right that's thank you for at least him, conceding something on that's Yanovich. what makes him the best fullback uh, Janovic probably won't be at the wrong but it's, it's not even that it's the receivers as well yes they enjoy blocking yeah Emmanuel Sanders and well Sanders Kendrick has always Bourne. been the same when he was at um, the Steelers there's a game yeah. where you guys played against um, the Bengals this is when the Bengals were good I know it's hard to yeah. believe but they, they were it's they did used to be good and there's one point where one of the linebackers I can't remember who it was for the uh, Bengals was jamming him at the line mm-hmm. so he went play action in motions came straight back and just jabbed him in the throat took a 15 yard penalty and the guy had to leave the game so he's <laughs> got that element of you mm. do me and I'll screw, I'll screw you back at him and it, it happened more on more than one occasion it's the complete opposite to Stefan Diggs isn't it you know, yes when other wide receivers are Stephon... moaning on the sideline about not getting catches these guys are cheering about the blocks they're making Stefan Diggs is the best wide receiver when you're winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when you're losing... Second to OBJ, well, I think. Yeah. But he's <laughs> that kind of guy. When you're winning, you want him on your team. Yeah. When things start getting a bit rocky, get, get him off. off. You don't want him. No. And Sanders, um, Debo Samuel, I mean... Kendrick Bourne. All of them are guys who will just keep on running because they know the scheme fits them. And they know yeah. all it takes is one play and they're potentially walking away with the MVP for that game because it could be a 100-yard touchdown. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, and this whole stat of 220 rushing yards is 
to a certain degree, nothing to do with Moser. Moser is a product of the system. He's not there as a legit wide receiver. He's, I mean, it's the second most uh, sec- legit running back, rather. It's the second most in postseason history, I think, after... It is the most by a 49ers runner ever. Yeah. But in any regular or postseason game. I think it was Eric, Eric Dickerson. It was behind, though, I want to say. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, he was oh, amazing. <laughs> um, but... So he's a product of the system. You don't see holes like that that he were running through. You don't see it. But also, he had so much space one-on-one with the defensive backs, they weren't getting near him. And there's one point where Alexander was trying to sort of track his run. He just changed at the last minute. And that little sort of shimmy movement that we've seen so much, he did again and it created him 10, 15 yards. Um, but yeah, it was a complete performance on by both teams. Completely <laughs> amazing on one side and, well... On the other, so of course by halftime they figured out that we can just run the ball every time. We don't need to throw this. Well, we PFF, don't need to. We, yeah, go on. I say PFF did say um, they could have taken a knee, and would still have won. They would have had to punt on yeah. fourth down, but they could have taken a knee and run the clock each time, and they still would have won. Yeah, which says a lot. <laughs> it is ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So before I go into the second half, I just wanted to say about the whole Jimmy G only throwing it six times or whatever. The throw it eight, complete six. Yeah. Now, everyone's now going about Jimmy G and saying that he's not very good or whatever, or they can't rely on him to, or they're worried about him losing the game by throwing interceptions. I don't think that's true. I, I tend to believe that Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to give anything away for the Super Bowl. So why would you show them plays they're going to make, hopefully making yep. in two weeks' time when you can just run the ball every time? Yep. Like, they can do that and they can hide half of their playbook for two weeks' time because you can't show stuff you're going to use in the future. So that's that was my thinking about why they ran it so much because they one because they could, but secondly because they don't want to show anything to the the Chiefs for next uh, every in, in Miami. Every head coach in the same position would have done the same. Yeah, every head coach, and I I hope there is one particular set of people saying that Jimmy G's no good, and I hope they're the defensive coordinators at the Chiefs. No, <laughs> well, that's I what gonna, I hope. They're not going to say that. No, I know, but. If anyone is going to be him. watching other footage, this game is is not worth watching for the Chiefs. Uh, from a throwing perspective, from a throwing perspective, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, everything else, everything else, quite... yeah, obviously, yeah. But from a throwing perspective, they'll be wise to the fact that Jimmy G is very dangerous. He's got such a quick release. Yeah, he's accurate and short to medium passing. He's got quick receivers that he can throw to. Uh, yeah, I think you'd be stupid to think that Jimmy G was a. A liability coming into the Super Bowl. He's he's quite clutch as well. He gets better as the game goes on, as yeah. far as I can see. He's a, the biggest thing you can say about him is that he's a game manager. He controls the game, does the right yeah, thing, win it as well all the time. But that's that's the thing. He does the right things all the time. And there's so many times when he goes to the line and just changes the play, and he's trusted to change the play. So it's almost kind of like they've said to him, "Okay, you can change the play, and here's two or three things you can do under certain circumstances. Go out and do it." He yep. spent a lot. I think one of the benefits for him is the fact he's had almost back-to-back off seasons, so he spent a long, long time learning the playbook. A yeah. long time because he a had big playbook as well. He had the ACL injury, which mm-hmm. kept him out, and he still kept working and was learning the playbook then. And he was instrumental in um, helping Nick Muller, Meller, what was his name? Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. There we go. He was instrumental in helping him and becoming almost a quarterback coach. Yeah, and then he had the off season. Again, it's easy when you know you're coming back as the number one, though, doesn't it? You know, oh, yeah. If you're yeah. fighting for the position, you'd be like... 100%. 100%. <laughs> but he's basically come back, and 
I I would dare say that if you blindfolded him and Shanahan, there wouldn't be much difference in who knows the playbook, uh, sort of as well. I think they've first of all there is that relationship of knowing that he's number one and that he's trusted, and I don't think I don't necessarily think that um, losing um, losing a wide receiver or losing a running back would make that much of a difference because they can both scheme together so well. Yeah. Um, the only thing that has to happen is he can't get injured between now and then. Let's if have it right. Happens. This guy was Tom Brady's heir apparent in yes. New England. He was groomed by Bill Belichick to be the next Tom Brady. He spent four years in three, four years in New England. Yeah, learning the learning the ropes, watching Tom Brady and the, and the commitment he has to the game and what you've got to do, how much you've got to study, no matter how many Super Bowls you've won, you keep putting the work ethic in. He he mirrored his game on how Brady plays as well the the step back you know the, the way he holds the ball that's very Brady-esque it's a bit like how Rodgers learnt off Brett Favre yeah albeit not as close to Brett Favre obviously well, Favre didn't like anyone oh well, yeah there trying is to that. take his job and Rodgers is almost exactly the same well exactly yeah <laughs> yeah Black Widows both of them but yeah I, I'm just looking forward to seeing Jimmy G in the, in the Super Bowl he's going to be much more influential than he obviously needed to be in this game yeah uh, and anyone that that doubts him is an idiot, really. It's just goldfish memory. Is is that the trade of the decade if he wins the Super Bowl? A second rounder <laughs> for a franchise quarterback. Not just that, Dave, but the contract they got him on. Yeah. Which they thought was well, big at the time, but it's already been dwarfed by a few others, and Mahomes is going to The contract smash they got him well. on was tiny. He then came in because um, I think they hadn't won a game up to that point. It took him three or four weeks to start learning the basic plays. And when he came in, the playbook he was playing with was so basic. I mean, yeah. it was literally screen passes, wheel routes, go routes, slants. That was it. Nothing else. Yeah. And they signed him on a $33 million contract or something. Um, or $33 million well, they got him in quickly and signed. By the end of the season, after he'd won that, what, seven games in a row or something, yeah. he just gave him a big contract. Yeah. But even then, they like got him in five year deal. That's how you're like supposed that. to do it. You give him yeah. a, five, a long deal. It looks big now, but it carousels round, and all of a sudden he's nowhere near the top of yeah, the tree. But the danger of that is that you offer it to someone like Jacoby Brissett, well, who's not your franchise quarterback. No, so you do have to be aware of. I mean, you I, can't I take a punt on the that. person that, that Bill Belichick was grooming to be the next Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just me. Uh, true, but then he's also look at the people, look at the guy who drafted this. Don't say year. Matt Castle. <laughs> no, no, the guy. Who, oh, Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, I mean, well, he know. came in through <laughs> two passes, one of which was uh, an interception, the other one was incomplete. As an NFL and fan, day, NFL we career. have to be scared of Jarrett Stidham turning into the next Tom Brady if Not he gets up a chance. I'm um, a little bit scared. Is that, You've got to be a little bit scared. Is that draft of the century, or is that trade of the century, second rounder? Considering that the Patriots in this very season are given a second round from for Mohamed Sanu. So, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, and it also set the tone. That was New England's fault, you know. Well, it was Bob Kraft's fault. You were, yeah, but also think of it, what was it, a year before, um, the Eagles got a first rounder for Sam Bradford. Yeah. And that's, well, only, that's only one year before, and Bradford's not even in the league anymore. I think he's still probably getting paid by the Vikings league. Vikings aren't good at making trades. No, I know. Historically. Almost as bad as the Texans. <laughs> but they, but they're, they're like, almost like for like. You had one guy who was a starter at the Eagles. Yeah. And you had another guy who was um, who was backup. essentially a backup. And they got a second round. I mean, it is, it's ridiculous. It has I like, to go I like down Jimmy G. I've does. always liked him. Yeah. I'm glad he's not at the Patriots because... He would be just a step in and, and carry on, basically, with what their, their yeah, I'm scheme quite is. I'm glad of that as well. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, here we go. 
yeah, I think he's born for this kind of moment. Super Bowl time. Let's go through the second half quickly. There's only eight drives anyway. It's not going to take long. Uh, the first one was the, the Packers getting the ball and scoring a touchdown. Jesus. 11 plays, 75 yards. Took over six minutes off the clock. There was only one third down, so that was quite nice. It was a nine-yard touchdown pass to Aaron Jones, who wasn't used as much as he should have been done no. in this game. Well, no, all season. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, had to, this had to be Aaron Rodgers' game to what, uh, to win it. What is interesting is that garbage time doesn't normally start straight away, <laughs> yeah, exactly. straight away in the second yeah, half. Yeah, well, it felt like no matter what, you know, yeah. they scored a touchdown, but so what? It's twenty-seven-seven, and you know this defense isn't going to give up loads of points. Uh, but of course, not to be outdone. Fortnite's go down the other end, score a touchdown, seven play drive, uh, takes almost four minutes off the clock. Debo Samuel gets involved with two carries on 43 yards to help out Mostert. Mostert ended with a 22-yard run. That's his third of the game. Then you've got a touchdown for uh, Packers on the back. They convert a fourth and two at the San Francisco 47. There's a four-yard pass to Alan Lazard. Next play is a 43-yard touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham. They try a two-point conversion to Devontae Adams. Doesn't work. That makes it 34 to 13. Then they try an onside kick, which fails. Uh, there's a three and out on the ground for the 49ers. So there's another touchdown for the Packers. Seven play drive, takes another three three plus minutes off the clock. They convert a third and five at their own 13 yard line with a 65 yard pass to Devontae Adams. So a great play. And then it ends up with a touchdown for rookie Jace Sternberger. Just <laughs> making up names rookie again. Rookie tight end. Not making it up. So that's then 34 to 20. So the last meaningful drive then for the 49ers ends in the field goal. George Kittle gets his first catch of the game. San Francisco run it to the Green Bay 23 before getting stopped on the third and two. Uh, it's a 42 yard field goal by Robbie Gould, who's been perfect. 10 plays. It took off almost five minutes on the, on the clock. Last drive then for the Packers. They're down by 17 points. There's a sack fumble on second down, but recovered by Billy, Billy Turner. They then convert a 4th and 13 with a pass to Devontae Adams. Aimed again at Adams on their first down, and Richard Sherman picks them off. Ball game, three knees, and they're out. Yeah. Final score, 37-20. to 20. Obviously, Mostert needs a lot of credit for this game because he played lights out in this. And If you look at his story, you like an underdog story, Dave. Yeah. He was kicked around the league before he even got a chance at a game with the 49ers. Uh, I think... You know, He's not the number one running back. Tevin Coleman went down early in this yep. game, which gave most of the, the chance to really show him his, his stuff off. And they didn't they use Matt Breda once, I think, in this game. Yeah. Yeah, one rush for two yards, I think it was. I mean, the thing that's interesting, he was an undrafted free agent in either 14 or 15, I can't remember which one. Yeah. And uh, he He's was... 27 now, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he was, un, yeah, he was undrafted by the Eagles. Um did really well in preseason. Didn't make it to the full squad. Was ended up in on the practice squad. He's floated around with, I think the Bears, Jets, the for a Browns bit. had him for a little bit as yeah. well. He's been around. He's been to seven different clubs. Yeah. And the most amount of rushing yards he got in a single season was about twelve. And that's not me being an exaggerate. It was literally about twelve. Yeah. Um, he's gone to the 49ers First year in the 49ers didn't really get uh, many touches. Um, and this year has just gone berserk. He's had a really good season. He was he's, always he's played other good games this year. It's not he, just this one. He was always a guy you buy on Madden, like really quick as a good punt returner. <laughs> yeah. But was one of those. He's like John Ross. He, he's never a star, but he's a good Madden player. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. He's just like proper pacey. Um, but no, this is his breakout game. So you kind of want to go. Okay, you, you, this is your big chance. 
go and make go and make it go and be the guy who wins wins a Super Bowl or go go and be the guy who really achieves something because I I ideally would like without breaking it the 49ers to win the Super Bowl <laughs> shot horror but I want him to be one of the guys on, uh, on the America's game do you oh, know, right, you know okay. when they do the review God, obviously obviously it's going to be I'm not going to watch the Chiefs one I mean <laughs> let's be honest did you watch last year's no because I didn't no and I'm not going to watch a Chiefs one either uh, well. would you watch a Bengals one no, you wouldn't. I don't have no, to. You wouldn't. <laughs> never happened. Yeah, it's never going to be. Never has to happen. <laughs> but I'd like to see him, Jimmy G, and Kittle. Kittle gives a good interview. Oh yeah. So I want them to be on America's Game because I want him to talk about just all. I'm 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 guaranteed there's been tryouts in some place in Southern Texas that we've never heard of, mm. where there's been nine scouts there, and him thinking, "Am I ever going to get to the NFL?" Yeah. This is a this is an amazing story, and I want him to be the story of it I want him to be the guy every year we watch Hard Knocks and we get attached to these characters who are never going to make it apart from Darren Waller <laughs> um, but yeah th- this is the story this is the one that can really really sort of make the NFL um, for a lot of the guys who are kicking around the bottom of the league at the moment yeah it's just just great to end up with 220 yards on the ground on 29 carries 4 touchdowns it is and ridiculous and then another, another what was it? Yeah, it was only six yards catching, but uh, you know. Well, that makes him. That would make him the second, second best receiver overall. for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh, those Packers! Yeah, we better talk about them uh, briefly. So Devontae Adams had a, a fairly good game. He had some good catches: 138 yards on nine uh, receptions, uh, off 11 targets. Aaron Jones only had 55 yards on the ground, uh, 27 through the air. Got his touchdown off it. We got two touchdowns really, both for Aaron Jones. They didn't use the the weapons they had. You could tell that Rogers didn't trust anyone apart from Devontae Adams. I I want the Packers to move off Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I know they're not going to, and is we've still got another five or six, seven years or whatever it's going to be of Rogers. That. <laughs> yeah, go on. I I think when they can eventually move on to another quarterback and get a different identity because their identity at the moment is Aaron Rodgers he takes up a vast majority of their cap space I don't think there's anyone who's really um, paid anywhere close to what he's paid um, I guess I'd probably say that their second highest pay is their left tackle I can't remember what his name Bakhtiari. is yeah Bakhtiari he, he's legit good left tackle he is good Yeah, um, but their still identity still wasn't quite enough against Nick Bosa true Bosa was um, playing on the inside and the outside and was having his way with him but yep. again we've said a number of times that Bosa is it's just special he's better than his brother uh, he's better than Quinn and Williams as well <laughs> hey, but well but I mean yes they are but I mean how many times have we seen Bosa rush from the middle like a defensive tackle we've seen it a number of times this year we don't really see that from Joey Bosa all that much but he said, I always find right. it an interesting thing where you're comparing brothers I mean who's best out of TJ Watt and JJ Watt I'm going TJ well, now, yeah, JJ used to be, yeah, but times have changed. So it's <laughs> it's that kind of thing where it's always interesting to compare them. I think at the moment Nick Bosa is the better Bosa. JJ was a two-time defensive MVP. Yeah. Um. Do you see him going through a season uninjured in the next? Well, no, not even. Soon? Well, there you go. Even when he wasn't, he got close to bloody well, uh, this, this is on the short true. list. Um. So, it, we, for forever. I mean, in my lifetime, really, we've known, or my NFL lifetime, all we've known is. The Favre Packers. We've known the Rogers yeah. Packers. Yeah. 
it will be nice to see they bought them. Star Packers before that. They yeah, they'd it, have a break. It will be nice for them to see to to see them have a new identity. If that makes sense, <laughs> one Just, without a quarterback for a while. <laughs> well, not necessarily because <laughs> I think they'll they will pick up someone amazing. I mean, they'll just throw some money and try and They've get. They've been their doing terrible with their draft picks. Rashawn Gary, um, Alexander. Did I mean, well. they lucked out with Daniel Savage, but you, I mean, you know, you, you did mention at the beginning of the season you didn't rate Gary all that much. Oh, uh, I was right. Mm, Where um, was he this season? Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, Alexander did okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's done he's okay. okay. But there's no kind of moving the, the overall quality of the team forwards. I think one of the biggest problems really is that they've, in terms of wide receiver, they've only really got Adams. They don't really have anything else. Nothing it, to take the focus away. I mean, they don't. Ha- they've got Jimmy Graham at tight end. Woo, <sighs> great. Jay Sternberger, Lazard, Sternberger, yeah, just, is that guy the, you made Rogers, up. it takes about three years to actually trust a receiver. I remember when Devonte Adams was in his first and second years in Green Bay, yeah, and he was dropping balls, and Rogers was just chewing him out. Yeah, he was he was throwing to Randall Cobb, and you know, who else was there? But then what's happening is they're bringing in budget uh, budget players like Equiminius St. Brown and Morris Valdez Scantlin, yeah. who aren't possession receivers they're burners yeah and if he doesn't trust you what's the point in going over the top well, exactly. what they need is to go and get someone I don't know Danny Amendola someone who's got nice hands Cole Beasley yeah someone yeah exactly I, or dare I say it Randall Cobb he's out of contract this year <laughs> he but knows the playbook exactly they need someone who's just going to be able to catch it so uh, Mohamed Tanu Oh yeah, he did that, great for the Patriots, didn't he this year? Well, no, but they have got the world's most complex playbook, basically. What? I mean, and Keel Gary <laughs> is not a bad receiver. He's not a bad receiver. The Keel Harry, yes. No, he's not. But he wasn't trusted as well. Uh, it's all about trust on these uh, these receivers. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. I mean, we talked quickly about the defense. Uh, I mentioned the sack for Kyler Fackrell during the uh, the readout of the game. There were sacks for Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, and Coen Williams on the 49ers side. And we had those two interceptions as well on Aaron Rodgers by Mosley and Sherman. Great to see Sherman back in the Super Bowl. He had to obviously switch teams and start again. He had, to, had, the, had the ACL surgery. He's not getting any younger. So um, it's nice to see that he's got well. back to the, the championship game. Um, I quite like Richard Sherman. Yeah, he's a bit of an acquired taste, but no, he's, he does I mean, a lot of stuff for charity. Does a lot of stuff for Compton where he grew up. I love, I love the fact that he says, "I play left." Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't play right. I play left. And yeah, the 49ers just go, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You only play left. Doesn't matter who's getting against a right-handed throw or left-handed. I play left. I'm like, respect that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you kind of want your best corner to be on their best receiver. Yeah. Mark them the whole game, but he plays left. Plays left, so you know what can you do? <laughs> Hope they stay on the left. Hey, Ryan Giggs only played left, and he did all he right. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Um, anything else on this game, Dave? Um, only the point. What I mentioned earlier on penalties. Um, right. Yeah. Forty nine has only received ten penalty yards. Yes, they did. Um, Forty six for the Packers, which in hindsight, looking at the other game, isn't that bad. Um, it's going to be something like this. I mean, we've all what we've all how many how many Super Bowls have you seen? Twenty, twenty-five. Yeah. How many of them are like Rizzler paper thin on what decides the game? It could be something like penalties that decides the game. Mm. Equally, it might not be, but it's it's, <laughs> it's those kind of things that when you're thinking about who you think is going to win it, because I I want the 49ers to win it. I don't know who will win it. Yeah, I kind of haven't. 
made my mind. Well, next week we'll talk about the the Super Bowl. We don't need to do yeah. it this week. We're gonna we're gonna end it now because well, there is the one other piece of news that we're gonna mention oh. about the rule change. Well, that's two bits of news then, because I thought you were gonna talk about um, Jason Garrett getting the job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, staying inside the NFC that's got to be a, an up yours to the Cowboys, hasn't it? Um, to go to a division rival. I mean, is it a negative for the Cowboys? Really? It'll clap them off the field if they lose. Won't they? <laughs> he's there on his own, giving them a guard of honour as they're yeah. coming in, <laughs> high fiving the players as he's coming across. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. done, Giants. Well done. Yeah. Now the other the other part really is uh, the rule change. So there's a potential rule change. Potential rule in. change. Yeah. So every year, uh, the owners have a committee meeting, and they put together uh, potential rule changes, which they batshit ideas, like one hundred and one. Yeah, uh, Broncos put forward. So John Elway put forward because the Broncos kind of don't have an owner at the minute. But that's a really long story since. Um, uh, You're not Bowling doing that died. tonight. Yeah. No, no, no <laughs> since Pat Bowling died, that's that's. Anyway. Um, and one of the ideas that we floated was rather than having uh, an onside kick, because they changed the rules on the onside kick and it's almost impossible to convert one. It's now. damn near impossible. Um, so they said, okay, rather than doing that, why don't we have it so we can have a fourth and 15 or fourth and 25 or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that. That was resoundingly rejected. Um, Belichick made a complaint to the NFL about the onside kick procedure in week seven or eight, I believe. Okay. Um, and uh, if he asks, he shall receive. So in <laughs> Pro Bowl this year, and you'll have to correct me if I've not got this right, rather than trying an onside kick, so after a team scores, rather than trying an onside kick, you have the normal PAT just afterwards. Yeah. You can go for one point or two points. But then you can either defer to where the opposition, as standard, starts on their own 25. That's... All the way through, it doesn't matter. Touchback. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's basically a touchback. They start on their own twenty-five every time. There's no kickoff. Right. Or what you can do is go to your own twenty-five, and you have a fourth and fifteen. Okay. From your own twenty-five yard. From your line. own twenty-five yard line, you have a fourth and fifteen. So, if you get the fifteen yards, you have one place. You get the fifteen yards. It's first down. By the way, there is no automatic first down. So you know if you commit a holding penalty or something like that. Or to repeat the down? Repeat the down. You have to get a legit 15-yard play to then get a first down. Right. But if you don't, you start the other team on your 25-yard line. you lose possession on downs and the other teams start on the 25-yard line. Now... That's worse than the onside kick getting recovered. Yes. Now... (laughs) This has been a bone of contention among a lot of head coaches. So um, Denver's favourite boy, Vance Joseph, came out and said, as a defensive coach, he anytime his team say, um, we want we want to do uh, a fourth and fifteen on our own twenty-five, he will resoundly object it and say no, 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 and try and fight, uh, try and fight for it not to be the case because essentially it's screwing his defense. Um, I mean, what happens there, I don't know. And the head coach for the Rams said something very similar of there's no, you know, there's very few teams who are going to be doing that. It's very likely that what's going to happen is you're going to get a one play shot at, uh, so the rule change may, it may actually change. This is only happening for the Pro Bowl, um, where you're going to get a one play shot from 30 yards where you basically got to try and gun it in the back zone. And that's pretty much all you've got. I could maybe be on board with 35-yard line, but not 25. 25-yard line. That's ridiculous. Yep. That's a Belichick house thing, isn't it? You know. 
Well, that's just encouraging people to try and get him because they're so far ahead. If you if you look at the pros and the cons of it, the pros are you can try and get possession back immediately. Well, that's fine. Um, Any excuse for the yeah, but you still get fifteen yards. The second part of it, which is really annoying, is losing possession on your own twenty-five because well, that yeah. effectively kills a game. Which means we're only and the the bit I don't like. Yes, you get your fifteen yards. Brilliant. So you get your fifteen yards. That means you're on the forty. Yeah. Now that doesn't really help if you change if you're chasing the game. Let's no. be honest; it, it doesn't help. So, I think it's one of those things. I think your heart is in the right place, but I don't necessarily think it's the right move. And I think this is a hybrid of what it's going to look like. The punishment's too big for the, the reward. Yeah, I believe so. If it's a fourth and ten from your own twenty-five, a bit risky. Still starting on your, still it is, putting the other team on your twenty-five yard line when you're down that much. A fourth and fifteen is I mean how many times have you seen a 4th and 15 get most playbooks aren't designed to do 15 yards (laughs) (laughs) well also what happens with special teams now because there's special teams coordinators and there's special teams players yeah special teams is now potentially not going to exist because there is there are no kickoffs well no the kicker would just be kicking field goals and the punter would be doing punts and that's it yep there are no kickoffs less money for them kickers well potentially well, sometimes it's the punter that does the kicking. That's the thing. It depends who can leather yeah. it the furthest. But yeah, no kick anyway, whatsoever. Anyway, so. it's an idea. There, there's a germ of a good idea in there because they've got to do something about the onside kicks. Yeah. I mean, they moved back the field goals, so the extra points. That yeah. still hasn't really helped them from not scoring as many extra points. Um, They're talking about narrowing the goalposts, aren't they, now? Uh, I, I think I read something about them like, almost halving the, the, the width. I think I saw something where this season was a vast improvement on last, but overall the percentages come down a little bit. Mm. Um, but it hasn't had a dramatic effect. No. Um, but yeah, I don't know necessarily what the what the answer is. I mean, the main reason, the background to all of this as to why they're doing this is, number one, the onside kick um, doesn't really benefit you, but also because... Um, most injuries come from kickoffs, where you've got two sets of players running at each other at full power. It's your favourite player of the game, though. It is because be when, no, when you're at the game, from a sensory perspective, all you see is the helmets clagging together, and it's you see two <laughs> armies running in. It's like some out of three hundred. It's amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. But it was also where most players get injured. Yeah. So if it's a case where you where players' careers are being prolonged, I don't mind losing that. No. We'll, um, we'll take that for no injuries. I mean, even the XFL, for example, they've announced what their starting rules are, and we haven't got time to go into all of that. <laughs> no, um, we're not doing that now. The interesting thing is it's Andrew Luck's dad who is in charge of it the, is, yeah. making the rules of the XFL. He's a very, very likeable guy as well. He's not the yeah. man doing the WWE <laughs> um, but he's But they basically come out, and they, even they are saying, we don't want... Um, we don't want the XFL to be what it was because before they used to put the ball in the centre spot and you had sort of 22 players sprint at the ball or it was, it was some ridiculous yeah. like that. and there was no fair catches as well in the XFL previously well, they um, started so, putting a lot more wrestling stuff into it as so they're doing promos and things yeah so it's all of that's changed silly. so we'll see if it works good luck to them yeah and on that note Dave I think yep. we're going to end it because we've gone for everything everything pretty much everything everything important anyway from the championship weekend, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers, two yep. of the best teams in the league. Possibly the two best teams in the league. Uh, yeah. Over no, the whole season. Over the whole that. season. Obviously, the Ravens had an amazing regular season. Yeah. Did what they do in the playoffs. 
The only the Chiefs have played well throughout. The only other thing to say is that the 49ers are the designated away team, so they yes. will be playing in white and gold. And they were playing all white, didn't they? But they're not allowed. Nope, they're not allowed. So they have to wear gold pants. Um, and uh, yeah, the four, and the uh, Kansas room red. Of course. Yeah. And down in Miami, it's gonna be a nice night there. Oh, it's gonna be a billion degrees. It's gonna be. It's gonna be so humid. It's ridiculous. Well, we'll see. Yeah, but typically, well, the Pro Bowl is always in um, Orlando. Lately, it mm-hmm. used to be in uh, Hawaii, but it's now in Orlando, and it yeah. rains every year. Every year since it's been there, it's tipped down with rain. Yeah. Um. So don't be surprised if it's a bit wet on. Oh, let's hope it's not. There's no roof on Hard Rock Stadium. No, that's the answer. That's what I mean. It. But if, remember the Pro Bowl last year? It was absolutely pissing it down. I didn't watch the Pro Bowl last year. I didn't watch it any it year. It was no. seething down. It was like a wet t-shirt competition. Does not matter. Oh, the funny bit. You see Mitch Trubisky throwing balls at Mike Evans and missing. No. This is the, <laughs> Mike the Evans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is this at the Pro Bowl? Yeah. How's Mitch Trubisky at the Pro Bowl? Exactly. This year. That's that's a good point. This year. Yeah, yeah. Where's my invite? Everyone else rejected it. So. Where's my invite? <laughs> if he's going, I should be bloody going. I think it's because you didn't answer the You're call. You're having a laugh. No, I'm not having a, no, we'll have a look at the video, oh, mate, after this. That's pretty hilarious how he couldn't to get a pro. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Make sure you're subscribing and you know doing all the other things you should be doing to this podcast in terms of giving reviews and telling your friends and Making you know Patreon donations, sending money. Yeah, yeah. see me in the street, just give me money. <laughs> yeah, all that, all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, check out JimTheKing.com uh, where we'll be posting the stream for the podcast. Uh, yeah, and until next week, where we're going to preview the Super Bowl Fifty Four. I've been Jim. That's been Never Dave, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah.